Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Well, my last episode, episode 72, The Storm is Upon Us, got taken down by Apple, which is the first time that's happened. So I've been banned from Twitter and had an important episode removed by Apple. Both of these are considered badges of honor in the podcast community. It means you're doing something right. But man, it's annoying as hell. I'm going to try and rename the episode and use special characters in the title to see if I can evade Apple's algorithms. But you can always go directly to basecampformen.com and hear episode 72. And it's actually still on Spotify as well. So here we sit on the precipice. The world as we know it is about to change drastically. Are you aware of this? The mainstream media is not reporting this, so you won't get a clear picture from them. When we did this upcoming interview, we were just a few short days away from January 20th, and when this hits the airwaves, it will be January 19th. There is a beehive of activity coming from our military, National Guard, and FEMA. The fence around the Capitol looks more like a fence to keep people in rather than keep people out, which I find very interesting. Have you been doing your work regarding your own awakening? Are you looking at what is going on beyond the deep state's narrative in the news and print channels? Are you learning how to find the right information and discern for yourself what is really happening, what is really true? The rumors that have been swirling around the internet are about to be put to the litmus test. Will Biden be inaugurated and then serve as our president? Ha! Will President Trump address the nation via emergency broadcast system? Will there be a false flag terrorist event staged by the deep state to try and hold on to power? Has the Chinese Communist Party made their move on our republic? And are we going to declare war on China because of this? The truth is looking for you, and the coming days will tell the tale. Keep your wits about you, men. The next time I speak with you here will be after the historic events on January 20th. My guest today is Spencer Thurston. Spencer is a patriot, an author, as well as a musician. He is a free thinker and, like myself, just got banned from Twitter for speaking the truth. Here is my interview with Spencer Thurston. Okay, I'm here with Spencer Thurston, fellow patriot, free thinker, writer, content creator, Spencer Thurston. Spencer, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It's great to have you on the show. Tony, it is outstanding to be here, sir. I really do appreciate you inviting me. I'm, I've been looking forward to uh, speaking on this kind of level with more people. So thank you so much for having me on. Sure, absolutely. You know, uh, we found each other, not the, like a lot of times I find people, I might read a book or a blog. Um, for you, I started hooking in. I follow you on Twitter and you follow me before sure. I got banned, that is. And we'll talk about right. that in a minute. But, uh, you know, I just really liked your writing. I liked your thoughts. I thought it, I thought you just, you're a really good thinker. Um, and so I reached out and you were game, thankfully. And so here we are. What a crazy time right now. Like, it's, it's surreal. Like, you have, uh, you know, this like three-way split almost in the narrative. Um, you have... Sure. You know, you have like the liberals, uh, you know, that are really plugged into mainstream media that really are just like holding their breath, hoping Trump concedes and they can get their guy in there. And, you know, they're not really particularly aware of the, the stakes right now and what's really going on because they're being lied to all over the place. You've mm-hmm. got Trump supporters that, you know, and I have I know quite a few of these, too. I know a lot in all three camps, actually. And there's there's Trump supporters that are 
Um, they're not really particularly plugged into any sort of military intelligence or Q, or they're not following any of that um, stuff. And so they're just like, oh, I'm so bummed that Parler went down and the country's going down the shitter and it is going to go to communist China. And then you have the third group, which you and I are a part of, which is these critical thinkers who have plugged into the high level military intelligence that has been dropped over the last three years. And they are the happiest of all because there's actually a lot of evidence that there is a big shitstorm about to hit and it's good for the country. But for the other, particularly the one group on the left, they're, they're not ready for it. It's going to be such a shock. I can't explain it. I mean, it's so surreal. Um, what do you, what is your take on it? Like, are you, are you optimistic right now? I mean, I'm, I get up some days I, in the last couple of weeks, I've been so drained and like, oh my God, are we winning the war? But today I feel great. I'm like, I think it's coming. I think the emergency broadcasts were on top of it. I've been tweeting out or I've been texting some of my friends. Hey, we're there. Get ready. It might not make sense. We'll talk after this is over is kind of the way I'm standing today. What about you? Well, you know, basically, uh, it's been quite a ride. I guess we can say that for 2020. It's been a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And, you know, if we go back to like 2018, the vibe is completely different than what we saw then. You know what I mean? Even from 2016. So everything has been progressing and always, always with growth, there's going to be a little bit of uncomfortability there. You know what I mean? We're going to feel a little bit of discomfort and we're feeling it. Um, So really to answer more thoroughly, I I would say that there are some people who are plugged into like mainstream media who are going to watch Fox news or CNN or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And now we've learned that there's no difference between the two of those other right. than what slant they're selling the same product at. Yep. Yep. Even people like Newsmax and OAN or whatever. I mean, they have their limitations as far as what their sponsorship will allow. That's how it all breaks down. Who's paying the bills for these places? Who's paying the salaries for these people? So you, you follow the money, you see where it all leads, and anyone paying attention has seen it lead to specific individuals on both sides. Uh, so there's a lot to be concerned about right now, I would say definitely. But there's also a lot to look forward to because we have, I mean, as far as Q goes, I, I did have a, uh, a lengthy type of uh, post that I put on my YouTube page. It's under Gonzo World Media on YouTube. Um, but I did have a lengthy post there where I kind of spoke about what I believe has happened with that. And I'll kind of summarize that a little bit here for you. Um, there's been a lot of information dropped for people to follow up on. And yep. basically, well, breadcrumbs is what people will call it. But in other times, more than that. And I think basically what we've seen is, you know... The old saying is that the the communists, which is basically who we're fighting, you break it all down at the end of the day. You want to boil it right down. It's communism versus liberty, which has kind of been the struggle for the last, you know, as long as I can remember, obviously, long before I was around. Um, but, you know, what we're seeing is a complete assimilation into that communist regime and no one is really, it's been happening slowly over time. Mm-hmm. You know, Q drops a lot of stuff that people follow up on. And that's what I love about it is the Anons that have done all the work. It's really not about Q because it's right. like multiple people are running that thing. But I think it has been co-opted by the communists as well. I think there's been disinformation put out in the name of Q because anyone can post is that. Sure. But like 
I think the left has intervened in that and they're kind of at some point were using that against us. And now they've banned all the accounts that are even closely like have touched. I don't know how I survived. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. What am I doing right or wrong there? But I think that there's a lot to look forward to here because people are more awake than ever. And you can't take that away from the QAnon movement. The the phenomenon really is what it is. Yeah. Well, and it was, it's really, I, I tell people, you know, it's not one person and you know, it's an invitation to engage in critical thinking with a group of really fucking smart people that are doing the same thing. Like, and so, sure. you know, of course, mainstream media wants to smear it and say, oh, this is just, these are just whack. You know, these are wackadoodle ideas and this is just complete nonsense. Of course, they're going to say that. It's it's the deep state's, you know, uh, mouthpiece is the mainstream media. Absolutely. So they, 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 they desperately want to use things like conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorists, which was created by the CIA so that people yep. like us wouldn't, you know, wouldn't engage in investigation and critical thinking and sharing ideas about what is really going on at the highest levels of power. Um. So, you know, I had on, uh, I wanted to ask you, I had on Champ Perenia, uh, he, uh, we did one called The Great Awakening. He's the creator of The Great Awakening map. Oh, it's a great map. Yeah. It's like almost needs to be like a digital map because it's constantly growing as new things are revealed. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's ever expansive, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it sits on my wall and I got it for a couple of my good friends for them to have and they love it. Um, but, you know, when I was interviewing him, he said, you know, I really wanted to create uh, a one-page meme with as many red pills as I could put on it and, and try to awaken as many people as I could in one lifetime. And I'm like, God, that's such a great mission. And I wanted to ask yeah. you, in terms of the Great Awakening, you know, what was your foray into it? Like, as a young man, wh- where, where were your first couple red pills? My listeners know that crop circles started it for me, and then it was 9-11, and then it was a, like a deep investigation into um, ETs and what is our relationship with ETs. Um, sure. And so that that's how it started for me. And there's a ton of stuff on the map that I haven't got to that I'm like, wow, I've never even heard of that. But I wanted to ask you, like, wh- what was the first red pill for you where you went, hey, wait a minute, things aren't what they're telling me, or this is not quite the way that I'm hearing it in the news, or why is this being withheld, you know? So I've always... Um kind of been out there a little bit so to say what people would say as far as my thinking has always been kind of outside the box like yep. just my a lot of that has to do with my parents they're both pretty much like think for themselves type of people don't really follow any type of narrative other than what they can reason on their own so uh i've always kind of been pointed in a way to think for myself and not really adapting so i'm very blessed for that and uh, to have that but i would say there is a critical moment that happened um it was when I was young, I saw the film JFK mm-hmm. by, uh, by Oliver Stone. I know a lot of people have seen that. And that to me was like, at my age, I started wrapping my head. I was born in 1984. So I was not that old when the film came out. You know what I mean? My parents thought it was something I should see. Like, And I watched it. And it, to me, it opened up my mind. And then like, by the time I was in like fifth or sixth grade, I was doing like book reports on the assassination and how and basically trying to disprove what had come across with it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, Oswald was not a lone gunman. Like I I knew the CIA was involved because of the Bay of Pigs and the Cuban mafia and a lot of other things that went down, especially like the silver backed currency with JFK. There's a lot of, a lot of things surrounding him, but like um, that was definitely my definitive red pill moment where I was just started like going, wait a minute. And it was at such a young age that there's been so many since then, like Waco, yeah. 9-11. Yeah. And now with Epstein, I feel like that was a big moment for a lot of people 
as to yep. like, what is this? And then you like start looking at the historical aspects of things and how this has been going on for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. It just really gets ugly really quick. The further you go into the onion, it stinks, you know, but yeah, yeah JFK, uh, that film, whether or not you care for Oliver Stone, I know some people go whatever, but um, it definitely woke me up. And then started I started looking at everything else a lot differently after that. What a blessing to have your parents say, hey, this is an important film for you to watch, you know, and then that changed the trajectory. Not that you wouldn't have been red-pilled later because of your upbringing, but it really started you on a trajectory of thinking things through and investigating and taking a look at things without oh, yeah. the official narrative. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, I just got banned from Twitter. You and I follow each other. Mm-hmm. I got banned on Saturday. How do you get banned, man? They didn't even warn me. They just sent me an email said, you're out of there. You've, you've posted uh, spam or whatever it was. And the, the funny thing is like, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't have a huge following. I've been shadow banned since I started, meaning that when I tweet things out, like only like 15 or 20% of the people that follow me see it. I know that because I've talked to many people that are friends of mine that follow me and they say, no, no, yeah. I never see a single tweet of yours. If I want to see your stuff, I actually have to go to your site, your Twitter account and look at it. It doesn't ever come up on my feed. And, you know, I think I started to reflect on it. I'm like, you know, I, you know, I, I have a show about masculinity and men, you know, if it was about transgender, I would probably have a gazillion followers and they'd be blasting me out all over the place because it jives with their narrative. But because I'm traditional, you know, and all this stuff, you know, I've been kind of muted. And then I started getting really mouthy about the great awakening and posting stuff out that was against the Chinese communist party. And I just think I got flagged and like, okay, this guy, you know, he's got a podcast. Yeah. It's, it's not a really big podcast, but maybe we just keep, just kick this guy off. And then today I got on Twitter and I was able to get back on. I'm back on, but I have zero followers and zero that I'm following. But all my tweets are there, but I've got zeros across the board. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, you know, what do you think is going to happen with social media if it goes down the way we say it is, you know, and, you know, that we're in this epic time when there's going to be an emergency broadcast by Trump and there's going to be a lot of arrests, which is what everybody's talking about. Um, what do you think happens to these media, these social media companies that are in cahoots with uh, the Chinese Communist Party? Do they break them apart? Do they nationalize them? Do they just do? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. What are your thoughts? What do you think that might happen in the social media sphere? Uh, Parler just got you know killed by Amazon, so that's no place yeah, to go. Yep, I heard. I heard the gab. Just the same thing just happened. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Or, or something similar to that, like just breaking like a few minutes ago. I, I saw it on my feed just before uh, we were speaking. So I, I haven't followed up on that yet, but you're, you're hanging, you're hanging on to Twitter though, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, again, I don't know what happened there. Like, um, as far as like, I feel like I, am I not doing what I, am I not saying what I should say? Like, I don't know. Like, am I, why am I not banned? Why is everyone else banned? 4.5 million. You should definitely be banned, Spencer. I know you. And it's like, right. I, you know, mean, I got flushed. I'm not that incendiary, really. I mean, no, I, and I am purposefully like, uh, you know what I mean? You've got more of a pointy spear a lot of times there. And I'm like, how did he make it through? But it's all AI, you know, it's all AI. So I think that right. something triggered the AI. I've got the great awakening on a hashtag on my profile, but mm-hmm. We'll see. I think that does. That'll target you and MAGA tag or something like that. I think um, as far as like what is going on with the with the mass censorship, it, you can't overlook that. Everybody is at least speaking out about that where they're not willing to touch election fraud. You know what I mean? Which is the real story. This is why I believe that the, the big censorship happened. 
was yeah. to totally derail the conversation about election fraud mm -hmm. into talking about the censorship. But it's all part of their little plan. Everything that they do, and when I say they, I think I had a post about this. I'm talking about the ultra-far uh, leftist uh, Luciferians, really, at the end of the day, if you break it down, it is. Um, yep. you know what I mean? At the highest levels, this is what we're dealing with. And so that's who I refer to when I say they. Everyone's like, you say they, but well, no, I'm being specific. You just don't know who they is because you haven't researched who they is. But I know who they is. You know who they is, Tony. Yep. Yep. So we, anyway, as far as that goes, uh, something is going to have everything has an equal and opposite reaction that we've seen. If Trump builds his own social media and releases it like he's has hinted on, that's going to blow things out of the water. Yeah. Um, really, I don't know. I The parlor thing almost seems like it was a honeypot. They tried to get as many people on there as they could and then ask them after like they verified a ton of people with their information. So and I, and I don't I'm not saying anything bad about Dan Bongino because I don't know him, but I, and he's been a great voice for the president. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe that there are people behind this infiltration is everywhere, Tony. I think we will all say that for sure. Yep. That's what they do best is they infiltrate. But I do see a new social media rising. How can it not? But I, I see the need for social media becoming null and void. Once we collectively ascend and move to the next level, it's going to be a collective consciousness, like yes, the Akashic record type of deal. Absolutely. Um, Spencer, you're spot on. We're not going to, we're not going to need social media. We're not having a need for these people, these tyrants. What they try to do is they intercept our renaissance. Like we're going to a point now where we have technology that can heal people. Yep. We're, we're going to have med beds in every house. You sleep in a chamber like Michael Jackson. Why not stay fresh? You know what I mean? Like yep. Yep. Think, these things should be available to us for very little cost for what we pay for defense. How about defending our personal bodies? You know what I mean? Instead of like putting troops in different places. Uh, but like we spend billions and billions of infrastructure everywhere all over the world very little spent we have veterans starving in the streets it's like what is going on so people yeah. are seeing this people are awakening and if i swear if trump launches launches his own social media it's going to explode yeah. but the problem is there tony just the same thing like i'm live on twitter and i'm the only reason i'm sticking with it because i just want to quit now because it seems so lame yeah they killed trump on there they killed all these different uh, people like every when i had just like about 250 followers when yeah. I first got on there. Yeah. I had four people that I always spoke with that we kind of had like a little thing going. They're all gone. And like, yeah. and I actually didn't have contact information for these people. So it's I like, know, I know my wife, my wife goes, she said, it's the C team. Not that you're the C team, but she's like, everybody's gone. I'm like, well, I go, it could be temporary. You know, the thing about Twitter, I like Twitter as a platform. It's elegant. It's lean. If they gave it back to we, the people and stop doing all the weird shit they do where we mm -hmm. can follow who we want, make connections, it would be fantastic, but it can't be run with the deep state running it and Jack running it. They got to, they have to yeah. cut that from the top so yeah i don't know if it gets salvaged i kind of hope i hate facebook oh it's off done yeah, yeah. i left that years ago yeah twitter's the one where i'm like i wouldn't mind seeing a, a, a redo of that um but to piggyback on what you said you know one of the blind spots i see with a lot of people and this is true for republicans as well as democrats is they don't think that there is a cabal or a deep state above. They they get stuck on the Democrat Republican and I hate Trump or you know I just want Trump to win because I hate the Democrats. Sure. They don't go up high enough and once you get all the information on the deep state and the cabal and who they are and what their agenda is and the new world order, there's no going back because you're like I know 
I can see their plays. I know what the cards are. You become are. Neo in the Matrix. You totally you stop the bullets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If they don't even touch you. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so I think that is what people are awakening to. And I think the coming events. I think if there's a big emergency broadcast and it's it's going to go it's going to go beyond voter fraud. I think you're going to see a little bit of what you said, the Luciferian. I think you're going to see the the child trafficking, pedophilia, all that stuff is going to come out. And mm-hmm. because people are texting me and go, there's going to be a civil war. I said, there's going to be civil unrest, but the evidence that's going to be presented in this emergency broadcast that's coming is going to be unifying in how horrific the crimes against humanity have been and we the people. And I don't think people are going to be positional about Democrat, Republican when they're going, holy shit, are you kidding me? And I do believe that's coming. Um, and, oh, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's there's a part of me that's like, you know, I've been holding on these cards as you have been. Because I know a lot of people all across this political spectrum, and it's going to be very uncomfortable. I'm excited, but also I'm just like, let's go, let's go, let's get to it. I'm tired of people texting me saying, when is this happening? And I'm telling them it's coming right now. You know, it's happening right now. The The Vatican was dark. People were texting me this morning, like, did the Pope get arrested? I'm like, I can't confirm that, but that would make a lot of sense at this point. Oh, sure. That'd be great to see. How about that headline? I'd love to see that in the New York Times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fraudulent Pope arrested for crimes against humanity. I could, uh, you know, I'm going to instantly retweet that if I if yeah. I ever see that. Come on. I mean, totally. That's totally. what we all want, dude. We want justice, dude. Absolutely. We don't. We're not going to settle. Who's who trusts the elections anymore? For one thing. I mean, man, it is. This is a pivotal point in history. Like we've never like no other recent time. Sure. The 60s. This, that was the prequel to this, all right? So yeah. the same, like the Weather Underground, those those same groups, they're funding BLM. They're leading BLM and Absolutely. Antifa. They're, yep. they're leading the call here. So we're seeing the push that never ended. These people are dying off now. I mean, unfortunately, people yeah. get old and they die, but that's what's happening. They're like, they're seeing an awakening coming against that. Like liberty, freedom, 1776 is back. Like Trump yeah. brought it back in such a way where you, people started to understand like, oh, Made in China is not good for me and my neighbor. Made in China is good for China. It's not, you know what I mean? So our industrial jobs, because they wanted to clean up the environment, like became a service industry. And now they're trying to kill the service industry with COVID. I mean, this is a direct attack international. Like this is not just our people. Our people are just little puppets. Like Nancy Pelosi is like like Chuck E. Cheese robot is what I uh, pretty much equate her to. It's like she looks like her head moves in only a few certain ways. Her eyes only have a certain amount of expressions that she can make. You know what I mean? Most of them are just like uh, delirious, like, you know, so like it's just a completely transformative time in the country. Of course, it's going to be gross a little bit. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's an information warfare that we're in right now. It's not physical war. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. That's why we're bringing the troops home. That's why Trump brought them home. Yeah. We want to evolve in our conscious and like. I think that awakening is what's going to win. And if we can, like you said, with the emergency broadcast, if he can put it, I, I said he should be addressing the public every day, yeah. like through whatever way he can. The White House holds a press conference. It's going to get covered. So like I would be holding them every day, like whatever yeah, you yeah. can, just just declass, just declass everything, put yep. it all out there. Everything that you can back up, put it all out there. Be so transparent that it makes everybody else pale in the face before they can try to impeach him. And yeah. stop him from running again if Biden is installed. Yeah. So I, we just got to hold on right now. I mean, like the 20th is going to be de- the deciding moment. If nothing has happened by then, oh, shit. 
I, I, I'm all for that approach, but I, I think they're holding it for a big bomb, you know, a big bomb of information. It seems like there has to be. Yeah, I think they're just waiting and then it's all going to come. I mean, I've heard I've seen Intel where they're saying that it's going to be like a three day broadcast. And I'm like, whoa. And so that would indicate there's probably going to be a lot of presenters, which would make sense. I think Trump is so um, vilified on the left that, you know, he could address about some, some things, but then you're going to want to see maybe General Flynn or Watnick Cohen or some other people, Ratcliffe, people that have had, uh, you know, inside knowledge. Yeah. On it. Like, well, Flynn is the key piece here, like, he honestly, yep. like, and now he's gone from Twitter, just like all, everybody else. Yeah. Um, he He's the one that really was carrying out the things that Obama was doing in some yep. aspects. It's like the psyops and he knew it was wrong and he was a whistleblower. Yeah. Spend an hour on that alone. I, I probably am burning up your time here. No, no. You know what's interesting about, about Kennedy is there's an interesting bookmark with Kennedy and Trump. Um, Kennedy was really the first president to take aim at the deep state when he said he wanted to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and yeah. throw yeah. it to the wind. Oh, yeah. And he was he was taking aim at that. No other president since until Donald Trump attempted to uh, dismantle the deep state. And it's an, and it's an interesting dynamic because Kennedy was the prince of America. He was beloved. He was young. He was handsome. He had a beautiful wife. You know, um, he was a Democrat. He was all these things. And then on the other end, you have Donald Trump so say, hated by half of the people like this, you know, real estate investor from New York City, the crass, you know, it's, it couldn't be more of a contrast in styles but two men that love we the people love the country and are taking dead aim at what has been a hidden enemy of we the people, but just a lot of people don't know that. And they didn't know it back then either. They just, I think the Kennedy thing, it took a lot of people by surprise. And maybe there was people that were at that time called conspiracy theorists that were asking questions, but there was no knowledge whatsoever of anything called the deep state or the, you know, maybe it was called the Illuminati, but there had to have been very few people talking about that back then. But now there's a lot of people talking about it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The the New World Order, the uh, the deep state, like that's what they the, the, the new coin. Like there's always a, every generation, I guess, has its term for it or whatever. Yeah. But like the, the new term is the deep state. But Kennedy was a decisive factor and still remains as one of the great like an unsolved mystery is what mm. I, I think it's solved. I think it's pretty obvious what happened that George Herbert Walker Bush, the head of the CIA at the time, took him out after the Bay of Pigs mm -hmm. and some other issues. And, you know, in coordination with the mob bosses in Chicago and these different things who, because let's be honest, Kennedy family uh, traditionally was an Illuminati family. One of the, absolutely. They, uh, they, and you know what I mean? And yeah, absolutely. Those, those, those two kids went against the grain big time. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And they were, we were all shown, everyone was shown on that day, like your parents, everybody who was alive in that time, remember exactly where they were when it happened. You know what I mean? When, when JFK was killed. So it's just like nine 11 for a lot of people in that way. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to end with a couple of, you had a couple of tweets that I grabbed just cause they, one made me chuckle. You said, uh, quote, does Pelosi use her laptop for anything but solitaire and crazy eight? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious, dude. It was good wordplay. Cause crazy was in there. I was like, that was, Oh, like, sure. That was great. And then you had another one that I grabbed, which said, we need more faith in humanity and less tolerance of mm -hmm. authority, unquote. And I just thought that was beautifully said, like a lot in just a couple sentences. And I think that's that's where you and I really 
um, have a partnership in that for me, everything I do is in service to the truth, in service to our tribe, our tribe being humanity and we the people. And I just see this great awakening continuing to unfold. Some people are practicing a lot of spirituality right now, raising their frequency, raising their how they're mm-hmm. feeling, which is essential. Then you have other ones that are investigating the truth, all the QAnon people and people that are following that are becoming aware of the dark forces that have been within us and ruling over us for a long time. And so it's this ages. Great, yeah, ages. it's this great time right now where we're as a tribe, we're reclaiming our sovereignty and our ability to um, sense what's true and discern truth from not truth. And, you know, there's people are not looking at the news because they're like, that. they seem to be lying to me. Um, so it's just super exciting. I'm super excited to be partnered with you. And I just want to ask you if there was any, any creative stuff you have coming up, maybe that you want to direct our listeners to in the coming, coming weeks where they might be able to get some of your information or some of the stuff that you're putting out. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, I'm always on Twitter, obviously. I, I, until I'm not. And then uh, I was considering just getting rid of social media altogether because I think there's been a lot of divisiveness that has come out of it. But in the way I'm, I refuse to exist in a platform that acts the way Twitter does. So right now I've even considered just like deactivating my account. But I'm like, how rude is that to people that have been cut out from that? Like you need to, I should just stay where I'm at you should, until yeah. everything plays out. Yep. Um, but Really, I, you know, projects coming up. I, I do a lot of writing, but really this election has taken every little bit of my attention, my energy, everything, and just kind of pouring into that. I used to write on the regular. I had a novel I was working on. Um, really, it's something that would I think people that like you and I would enjoy, you know, but I, I put that on hold. I mean, reality became more yeah. important than fiction, so I just yeah, had yeah, to, yeah. to dive in. But, you know, you can check me out on, uh, on Wix site. I have a blog that's like I, I will try to start posting on again. You know what I mean? In a YouTube Absolutely. page, Gonzo, Gonzo World Media, I put it out there because it's Puppet World, like Gonzo, Muppet World, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and so I might start getting into that again, but really just check me out on Twitter until they uh, assassinate me. And then <laughs> af- after that, uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Spencer, thanks so much for coming on the show and keep up the great work. Keep up the fight for truth and for, you know, the great awakening. You're awakening people. You're helping people uh, see see what's going on. Um, and you're you're a clear thinker and a, and a good writer. So keep up the good work and we'll see you on the other side. I think it's going to be a monumental week and a half right now. And come back again. Uh, maybe as this unfolds, we can have another chat and see what's what. But thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Tony. I'd love to come back and speak with you anytime. I really appreciate you uh, lending me your audience and lending me your time. Uh, It's been great to talk to somebody who is like-minded, you know. Uh, Unfortunately, we communicate via text a lot nowadays, so it's good to sit down and talk to somebody. And uh, hopefully other people can get something out of this. And, you know, maybe it motivates them to be more outspoken about what they see going on with people that uh, might be on the fringe, you know what I mean? Some people are unreachable, but thanks a lot, Tony. I do appreciate the opportunity. You got it, Spence. I hope you enjoyed our time with Spencer Thurston. You can find Spencer's stuff on YouTube at Gonzo World Media. He has a Red Pill series there on YouTube for you to check out. One correction in the episode, Spencer mentioned George Bush Sr. in relation to the Kennedy assassinations. And although Bush may or may not have been involved, he is most certainly a deep state power broker and criminal. However, he wasn't the director of CIA until the mid-1970s. The corrupt Alan Dulles was CIA director when the Kennedy hits were ordered. 
Keep your heads and hearts about you men. If we are unable to post episodes for a week or two, we'll return to the airways just as soon as we are able. I thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. That's our show for today. Men, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men. 